listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Even if it ain't sunny, hey, I ain't complaining. I'm in the rain doing a buck forty hydroplaning with shorty where you may disappear to sun maintaining. Putting myself in a position most of these rappers ain't in. I'm living. The LC blues got me hunger painting. Nothing to gain and a whole lot to lose. You're still singing. Fool, I'm thorough in every burrow. My name be ringing. Warm it up for the perfect time to hit your brain in. You feeling it? To all the girls, I bought a girdle to conceal my bricks. No doubt they can vouch my life is real as shit. 95 South and Poppy on the hill and shit. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Monday. That's right second day of the week as far as we're concerned mm-hmm. uh actually third because we start off it's a whole thing yeah it's a whole thing it's um thing. yeah it's just me and karen today um gonna be holding it down on the ones and twos uh, of course you can find us on itunes and stitcher just search the black out tips will come up leave us five star reviews and we promise we will read them on the air as long as they're nice Mm-hmm. as long as we approve them as long as they are nice some of you guys are very mean i don't know why you listen to us and you listen still so mean ain't that the truth don't waste your time go find somebody else i'm sorry yeah be be nice um of course uh you can also go to the blackouttips.com you can uh vote in the polls leave comments sign up for premium the blackouttips.com slash premium a uh, bunch of stuff there it all helps the show out we appreciate everybody it takes the time out to do it we do the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by adam and eve that's right guys oh wait did i even say how many days bobby smarter been in jail i mm-hmm. sure did not mm-hmm. 607 we ain't forgot okay i know a lot of y'all would like for us to forget that bobby smurder is is in jail but we will not be forgetting that bobby smurder is in jail around these parts okay nice try internet uh but uh we you know we will be um definitely you know giving him his credit anyway this show is brought to you by adamandeve.com that's right a sexy sexy ass sponsor uh what's my sexy sexy music to play oh yeah adam and eve want to get into you i know that's right they want to get so into you and how are they going to do that by letting you go to adamandeve.com and inviting you to half off of just about anything Mm-hmm. they will give you half off of just about any item you pick the item it's up to you then they give you three free adult dvds plus a free exclusive gift and free shipping on your entire order all you got to do is go to adamandeve.com put in code tbgwt that's how you get it y'all okay you pick that item that you're gonna put so into you and it's gonna appreciate you and it's gonna make you appreciate yourself okay it's gonna make your day go better it's gonna give you a reason to go home you know at night i know some of you guys take the long way home but no more go straight from work to home because you can't wait to get there to see your new gifts and your professional dvds uh all you got to do is go to adamandeve.com when you go to check out put tbgwt in the offer box get 50 percent off all right guys you're gonna take your clothes half off the item gonna be half off everything gonna be half off play me out girls 
voices mm-hmm. all right guys we have all kinds of news to talk about show's gonna be all over the place because there's just so much stuff to talk about really okay um the first thing i wanted to bring up though is not like an article or anything but uh it's just on my mind and i wanted to talk about it it was apparently and, and you know like through facebook and through this podcast i'm friends with a lot of comedians many in the new york scene mm-hmm. uh at this point um and so comedians are a lot like any other office any other uh co-workers you right. know you have your good you have your bad you have your people that are upbeat your people that are down right, your hard working ones you're not so hard working ones yeah yeah and, and more importantly you know there's hierarchies there's mm-hmm. big dogs who who speak on shit and the, the people that are less influential that that speak on shit and right. all the hierarchies you can imagine amongst any group of people still exist within comedy right you have different levels of experience all kinds of things yes well apparently uh there's uh accusations floating around that this guy uh who's a comedian um uh raped two comedians and because of this yeah and because of this um the ucb which is like a, a club and a improv um comedy scene the upright citizens brigade mm-hmm. uh the ucb in new york i believe banned this dude from there from from their club and i, I believe they even had like an announcement and to their website and things of this nature mm-hmm. and so basically i had to watch like a debate almost ensue you know because of course there were people that were like okay well i'm not giving this dude a spot on my show um this dude cannot just uh come through anymore and to me i think that's a reasonable thing this is great this isn't just um i mean there's a myriad of things you can be accused of but two separate people accusing you of rape is you know one of those like red flags for me where it's like oh okay what what are you, how are you going to explain that you know what is the situation here um and so it's been interesting because the reaction has been um well these people didn't go to the police yet so therefore how can i how can i believe you there's been people who say i do believe you but you didn't go to the police therefore um i you know i what are we supposed to do i'm not going to act on this right um which uh their prerogative but ucb is a private owned facility and they decide not to have this dude in there no more right really not nothing you really can say against that you know um the other thing that was interesting about it is once again men become the police when it comes to this kind of shit we become the white dudes of this shit you know like um and in this case it's not necessarily along racial lines but definitely along most gender lines dudes become the wait for all the facts where's all the evidence uh why didn't you go to the police why didn't you go to trial well what about the what about him he's a real victim you guys are making him look bad uh 
what about the opportunities he might not get now because we need to be concerned about him like it's it's sad really to see how you know a lot of these people talk about standing up for all this shit but end of the day like they cave like every other person caves and it's honestly sad because what it made me think about was so many people began defending bill cosby by saying well why didn't these women come forward at the time well here it is this is the time this isn't 1966 this is 2016 you know women that are coming forward now and your response to them is well i still don't want to just believe you i mean come on that's that's crazy you know like uh you gotta win in the court of law somehow and then i believe you for the record i don't and 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 i do think um you know uh like this dude probably did it i'm not gonna lie i'm not the court of law it's just my opinion like two separate people accuse you of the same shit um i also believe when black people say they're harassed by the police unless i see that it didn't happen then i'm more likely to just be like yeah i take your word for it because police have a history of systemic violence towards black people and people of color in america men have a history of violence towards women in the world forever we're the police of gender we are the corruption we are the systemic oppressors we are the tools and we are the abusers and so it's not that far-fetched to be like well it's gonna take you know like it make like people make it seem like there's this whole thing of just like a bunch of innocent dudes just being accused of rape all the time like it's this epidemic and then not just that but society reacting to it and destroying these men's lives and i'm not saying it never happens obviously we have documented cases of of it happening to people and and, and, I'm, and i'm sure it's a nightmare I'm, it's a nightmare to be accused it, it was a night it's a nightmare to be for people to lie on me on the internet it's a it's definitely gonna be a nightmare if you're falsely accused of something that you did not do and especially something like that's criminal and, and whatnot i'm not trying to belittle that but it's also a nightmare to be a victim of something and even the insinuation of it is enough for people to be like shut the fuck up and go away you know even the idea that you know it's always another hoop you have to jump to because i don't believe people when they say well if they went to the police if they went to the police you say well let's wait till what the police find out and if the police say um which they often do hey you don't actually have enough evidence when it comes to rape a lot of times it's his word against yours he's saying it's consensual we can um you know file charges if you want to but you know there's a good chance it won't go to court there's a good chance you won't get justice uh a lot of times rapists know which um tactics to use that because they're not stupid either they're they're not gonna jump out of a bush you know a lot of people are raped by people they know um so there's some level of plausible deniability a lot of rapists fly people with alcohol and shit like that and end of the day um there's a there's always he said she said with a lot of these situations end of the day like unless we're really talking about a complete stranger who jumps out the bushes beats somebody rapes them and then denies it and then we go well we know you had sex with this person because your dna was over here that like in most people's mind that's the perfect scenario for us to go ha ha rapist 
but what about the many 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 other scenarios of hey i went to this dude's dorm room to study and we were cool and then he raped me and i said no and he did he continued anyway um i was raped yeah well i mean that one's a little more murky what about his future you sure you want to do this i mean you did go over there you know i mean you know and and here's the thing that i would like for a lot of men to imagine just for a second not that this never happens but i think in our minds we never perceive this as men what if it was you what if you was hanging out with your boy down his house playing video games and the motherfucker just was like i'm raping you what if it was you you know what i'm saying like how do you prove he's like hey it was consensual he came down there he knew what it was this is what hey i I mean he's talking about overpowered him and shit every man is coming up with scenarios in their head right now listen i will fight him i would do this i would do that okay imagine it was some some diesel ass nigga that you couldn't just push off of you because pretty much almost every man is stronger than a lot of women so imagine that you physically you can't do anything like this is this just happened to you well i go to the police here's the thing about that you will be believed because you're a man that's the rub of it all we can't even really fathom what it's like you know what i'm saying we really can't because we would never be treated this way we would never not be believed if i accused another man of rape people would go obviously that shit happened um maybe if i was gay or something because i know there's like some people that you know when they're when the victim is a gay male it's like oh no no that's just like a woman in my opinion and i ain't believing shit but for straight men let's say for straight men most of us would be believed because people would be like well obviously one of the saddest things is this is this is like a pattern um i know there was a dude who was um who abused his girlfriend and and she's a comedian he's a comedian and she posted pictures we talked about on the podcast she posted pictures on i think it was instagram or something and there were bruises and and all this stuff she said she was raped and whatnot and people did the same thing i don't believe her i mean why is she doing this to him uh why why y'all are well are ruining this young man's future what about him and so at some point he eventually said well it was a one-time thing and da 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 and people went okay okay cool tar and feather him fuck him he's the worst you only did that once a man came up and said it was me like you still didn't believe her you believe the word of a man you believed him because he's a dude that's the only way you will believe a woman is if some dude comes through and goes yeah uh i did do it on some level like like it's the only way man i know this shit is slippery i know it's a murky water i know like you know shit just navigating our facebook group is difficult you know people leave shit out people start shit leave what they said out of the shit then get this guy out of here and stuff like i know that it's difficult um and it's not always simple but one thing that is very apparent is that for all the good that people speak they don't really believe any of these people i'm afraid of police if something happened to me i might not go to the police you know what i'm saying there's people that get you know hey my phone was stolen you know what i do go buy a new phone i'm not gonna call the police i'm not gonna report it if i get in a fight i'm not calling the cops y'all 
i'm not i mean what are they gonna do they not gonna unfight it they not gonna unbeat me you know i think it's hard for people to relate to this shit because especially men we just have never imagined it there's a level of privilege we have where we'd have never imagined it just the vigilance it takes imagine you are a victim of sexual assault the vigilance it takes to get the little bit of justice that you probably won't get automatically is so daunting it's really not worth it if you're being honest if we're being honest like i have so much respect for people that go to court over and over and they relive that shit over and over and they look the people that did this to them in the face over and over and they maintain that vigilance over the years some of this shit drags out years technicalities come up you gotta go back to court you gotta go uh you gotta go did interview by the police again you know you gotta tell your story for the fifth time don't forget when we're talking about the process like something happens to you okay you tell somebody normally you normally the first person you tell isn't even a police officer but let's just say you tell a friend your friend goes you should tell the police because there's so much shame and shit attached with this that you and, and like i said this is one of the tools that abusers use is the shame to make you feel like well maybe i shouldn't tell anybody so then you tell your friend your friend goes you should go to the police okay you go tell the police you you know typically that's met with skepticism and i know in james winston's case um when he was accused uh the police told her uh, made basically said to his accuser you sure you want to do this you know he he played football right like you know you know like it's probably not gonna help you out it's not probably not gonna work um in milledgeville when ben roethlisberger was accused of sexual assault the police basically when they gave their statement towards the press they said i believe her but i can't press charges like he said everything basically to say i think this dude's guilty but i can't press charges i can't go forward with this because at the end of the day it's gonna be he said she said and i absolutely think she was right but what can i do he got all the money he got the power and the burden of proof is on the victim so it's very in many cases you can believe a victim and still not be able to help them it happens you know i understand but for somebody to say y'all are lynching this man y'all are right you know this is unfair what's happening to this to this dude let me put it this way if this same guy got accused of stealing people's shit just does it he goes to people he goes to shows he stole a couple comedians items from backstage y'all didn't catch him no one called the police y'all still gonna book him on your show that's cool y'all he can come through your house y'all y'all good with that most of us going no 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 um if he is around me i'm watching him like a motherfucking hog and no i don't want him around my show several people have now been wronged by this man let me let me tell you something else the people that have been wronged by him and people that could that believe them they're not gonna want him around so when they see him they're gonna feel uncomfortable so your other comedians audience members you're not putting this dangerous person around them like that's on you because you did know of the accusation so that now you're responsible you can't pass that off to somebody else um other things that you know that i think people uh don't really consider if um two black people accuse um a co-worker of say being racist y'all just go oh, well, let's, oh, come on now what's your proof hey man that dude was racist towards me he did some racist shit i don't i mean i don't got it on camera or nothing but i'm just telling you this is my experience with him i think that dude's racist yeah well i mean i don't i mean 
what about him you're ruining his career i mean this is yo he did some racist shit to me this isn't revenge i'm not i don't have a vendetta this is what happened and i'm telling you about it yeah but i mean i don't want to i mean come on think about his life you know think about uh you know the thing like don't we can't we, we can't do anything no you i especially the black man that i've seen kind of defend this you don't think like that and you don't when someone accuses the police of something when someone accuses somebody of racism you absolutely believe them unless something is proven the otherwise you know then you go well okay maybe this didn't happen that way but you need to see something to make because you know the propensity through your lived life experience the propensity of the truth like it's probably true that this person was violated racially okay well the history of men is probably true multiple women accuse you of rape is probably true you know um and then the last thing i would say is just this this cosy shit will happen today it will happen today we haven't gone anywhere we haven't come anywhere cosby shit would happen today and a lot of the response i saw on facebook and shit is the reason why it would keep happening you have shamed every victim afterwards this person may have even more victims they know not to say shit now because of people angrily yelling at them and what you're really upset about is the fact that it would dare interrupt your jam that's it you just upset that it interrupts your jam you don't get to just mindlessly exist you have to think huh this might be fucked up that's it it didn't cost you shit for the record nothing has cost anybody anything a little a moment of having to go man this dude might be a rapist that's what it cost you and we don't even want to give up that moment because it's like no bitch go to the motherfucking police then prove it it's like okay i went to the police they said this he said she said and they're not going to investigate it or prove anything uh they questioned him he said uh sex is consensual that's as far as it's going to get i don't have a million dollars i don't have a lawyer uh i don't have this you know like i knew this would be a waste of time to take the time off of work to get a rape kit all this shit i knew it would be a waste of time and i so i but i did it so that you will believe me and you know what you still won't because the default is to not believe her that's it and it's that simple man it's just real uh she was just real whack to see man you know like people are respecting shit just being like okay cool so basically um just keep the jam going that's the whole point so uh that shit was infuriating all right other news uh might as well stay mad uh uh the nightly show got canceled Mm -hmm. uh it the last episode will be thursday um i love the nightly show i record it i watch it religiously um like it's really i i record them and save them for the morning so it isn't like my wake up show um uh everybody knows i love willie wilmore mm-hmm. um just uh overall great dude and a genius uh in my opinion uh go look up his imdb page if you get a chance it's off the chain yeah he's he's done a lot of shit that you wouldn't even think he was involved in yeah some of the things he's been involved in you know bernie mac show and blackish and i mean things going way back um and kind of like leslie jones 
to me he he was a comedian who it was his time basically like he put in the time and this was him giving the this was him basically being given his chance you know his 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 just do whatever and i'm not saying it'll it, it well obviously it didn't work uh to the satisfaction of uh comedy central but um i'm glad to see he got his chance you know a lot of times we've kind of we like a show like that you go with the younger hipper quote-unquote uh black comedian and the or or, or or in some cases you wouldn't even i don't even know if you would have a younger black comedian that could do what he did um mm-hmm. because he wasn't afraid to talk about race right and many of the black comedians today kind of exist in this space where they don't discuss race mm-hmm. um don't broach the topic yeah some very silly type shit but never like there's no uh there's no chris rock of the current crop of young comedians there's no um you know no richard Pryor for sure even there's not even a dave Chappelle. Mm-mm. these niggas are scared to talk about race they're so scared these white people won't like them or laugh at them or right. or accept them and 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 maybe also the, the kind of nigga that gets owned is not one that's woke to that shit you know what i mean like it's the the cost benefit analysis of being woke ain't necessarily gonna line your pockets for in a lot of these dudes minds you know it's not going to endear you to white audiences the way that you might want to be um that's my guess now it's not i don't think that's true um white people love consuming black shit yes they do they love hearing people talk about race they love it you know that's why there's a Chappelle. that's why there's a chris rock that's why there's a richard Pryor. that's why those people are better at comedy than most of these comedians are ever going to be because they took that third rail that everyone was like stay away from and they talked about it you know like beyond just white people do this black people do that but they they actually talked about it the the, the, the ridiculousness of it the insecurity of it but these late i think uh, this crop of comedians is very much i don't see race Mm -hmm. we move beyond race yep black people are just as much guilty of racial shit as white people you know there that's the new crop like it's to me a bunch of cowards for the most part you know and maybe that's not your lived experience so you can't even relate but it's cowardice in the most part from in my opinion because you have to go alone to get along you know you look at the people who had the platforms they're the same comedians that were saying uh this poor guy getting accused of rape he's a real victim they're white dudes <laughs> they're bros you know comedian is the same hierarchy of corporate america a lot of white dudes making decisions a lot of other people trying to get down to lay down to be down and it you know whether it's promoted as this truth telling outside of shit or not it's you know you look at the people that for the most part are successful and at the top of it is it is going to be the very white male centric anti-woman anti-race motherfuckers yep um at any rate um so larry larry wilmore uh and um the nightly show basically got canceled um of course i have a lot of thoughts on this um i'll just you know just get in where you fit in i know i've been talking a long time but um first and foremost it was a great show it was funny yes it was important it found his voice probably three or four months in 
um i know some people gave up on it some people weren't really watching the colbert report or the, the daily show at the time anyway right um this is a show that put black people first and foremost and what we thought first and foremost right um and it was a show that had heart it gave a, a lot of women had active roles whether behind the yep. scenes or in front of the camera there were women of all colors there there were people of all colors contributing it was a show that was not afraid to be offensive because like a lot of times um like i love w kamau bell but sometimes i felt like his show got to a point where it was kind of afraid to be offensive and that might just be his voice like he is a very caring affable motherfucker like that dude is you know he's awesome mm-hmm. but at the same time like i think um that show's voice was different like it yeah was, it's a different voice yeah, yeah it was more of a like and we're not gonna we're gonna try to stay away from jokes that might just piss people off um mm-hmm. that are liberal or whatever but this show was not like that mm-hmm. like each writer had their distinctive voices when they did the panels you know there were people where i'd be like oh i hope this motherfucker don't say no stupid shit tonight but at the same time it would be somebody there to be like well here's what's wrong with that or here's why i disagree with that or whatever like it was always kind of like a round table discussion at the end um you know after they got rid of the keeping it 100 thing and all that Mm -hmm. um i'm sad to see it go a lot of uh comedians i became and voices i became aware of through that show true you know some of the people that i had known already via twitter and stuff like that i got to see get on right and that's something kind of like with melissa harris perry show going away um we won't we probably won't see some of these people as prominently featured on other things i hope we do but we might not you know um i feel like a lot of this shit is connected <laughs> like um the, and they said a segment on the show called the unblackening where they talked about the white house basically the countdown to white people going back to the white in the white house um and i feel like that's what's happening to cable news that's what's happening to the black voice i don't i feel like this is connected the same way to msnbc as it is to comedy central this next election is about to whiten up the white house again and as far as a lot of corporate spaces and media spaces are concerned that's enough of our black ass opinions y'all it was cool and trendy for eight years you know with the president obama we needed somebody to navigate and discuss these racial issues we needed people black faces in front of the screen but i would not be shocked if we don't get a show about with any level of uh black audience uh centered comp com- commentary in whenever they fill this slot because i think right now they're putting at midnight there but you know eventually if they try to come back with something i doubt it's going to be black centric um one of the things that i think a lot of people had issues with this show was that it's a show where they could have a serious discussion that's not trying to be humorous as quickly as they would have a discussion that was extremely funny um and that is weird because john stewart did that stephen colbert did that black people are not allowed to do that like that's why people listen to us it's because we're a place that's allowed to do that we don't have a boss no producers in my ear no one's going to cancel us no one's going to come and be like hey you guys started the show off talking about rape and then talking about racism in the media and how this show got got canceled no one's going to say that's not funny guys you can't talk about that 
you know as opposed to um you know uh tv where you, you do have a boss and here's the things that i find interesting i'm not going to debate the humor of the show or the funniness of the show i found it to be funny i re- i watched every episode i recorded every one karen can vouch for it i mm-hmm. like this isn't a joke or just some shit i'm mm-hmm. saying because it's over um you know i i enjoy uh jordan carlos and his rodman impression uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know i enjoy um uh robin Thede. i enjoy uh man oh man mark yard like i he's been doing comedy so long and i would really have not been familiar with his work if not for the fact that i mean mike yard if not for the fact that mike yard got this this spot like i don't know what other shows gonna put mike yard on my tv and have his opinion heard whether this is hillary bashing his conspiracy shit or his whatever no like only that show would do that um so you know uh holly walker like this mm-hmm. like these people became kind of fixtures in my house i can't say they came fixtures for every black person right and i understand like i don't think this was on black people and i really hated the people that came on my twitter today and tried to turn it into see you this what happened with the black people don't support the blackness no shut the fuck up this is what happens when white people who watched other shit feel threatened by the idea of some black shit that's it that's the connection we make up 13 percent of the population guys okay black people don't are not obligated to watch anything you don't owe 100 percent of your viewership to blackness you shouldn't be guilted into doing something not everybody's political not everyone's entertained by this kind of shit this was for the percentage of black people that watched the nightly i mean the daily show and the colbert report right to be like i might check this out Mm -hmm. that's it that's the only people that you really need to consider i don't believe in guilting black people in entertainment i don't even do that with our shit like you don't never see me be like why you ain't supporting me as a black man like if you're not if you don't find this good then then cool move on it's that's my motto you ain't got to be here (laughs) yeah it's absolutely fine you don't owe me shit Mm -mm. um but what i found to be funny was they're canceling the show they're canceling the show okay the daily show uh and now kind of worried for trevor noah Mm -hmm. but the daily show replaced hope replaced their host like when they have issues they're like let's replace their host let's um you know this is like really the fourth or fifth host if you consider the interim host such as john oliver and uh, i think jason jones is an interim host for a while maybe even samantha b but i'm not sure about that i know craig kilborn john stewart like they've had multiple hosts there but the fixture of the daily show has never changed it has always been there 11 o'clock you can count on that shit um colbert report was more about stephen colbert but the fact is the reason you have a colbert report is because of the daily show right because they groomed him to be able to use his talent to go somewhere else and star here's my point where are the black voices that have been cultivated in comedy where they wouldn't have to delete a show but be like maybe we switch up you know hey we don't give roy wood jr to see and he can host it and we'll give that a try you know what why don't we move around the time slot okay maybe we don't go at 11 30 we move at midnight there and we move this to i don't know 10 30 we move it to 12 i don't know whatever um there's all kinds of stuff that i think 
other shows kind of get the benefit of a different support network behind it you know i remember when uh w Kamal bell show was on fx and then by all you know calculations at first it was a hit people were watching it it was it was like cool then they changed the f f f f f x x x x y z right and not only that but then they moved it to four times a week which is a lot more content and a lot more to ask of a crew of people and suddenly it was like people couldn't find the show and when they did find it it was like okay this isn't my once a week thing anymore you're now asking me to commit two hours a week to watching this i'm out and that's how that's basically what happened to the show um in this case man i like i'm not gonna say comedy central didn't support it i will be i wouldn't be shocked if when we get some behind the scenes we get some people that kind of tell all or whatever i wouldn't be shocked to find out they didn't to be honest but i'm not gonna say that Mm -hmm. um what i will say is that um it just kind of shows that this that this race speaking on race is just a double it's just it's just a you're just damned if you do damned if you don't you know like you're just kind of caught up either way like people are gonna be like your shit uh it's not funny well it's not always gonna be funny right when i'm talking about black people getting killed by the cops sorry i don't have enough jokes for that not to mention when john stewart does a not funny long ass monologue about race it goes viral and we treat it like god himself said the shit right it's all up and down my and we talked about this before it's all up and down my facebook particularly facebook you know i mean literally this shit is fucking posted everywhere every white person you know is retweeting and posting that stuff about ain't he telling the truth well me you talked about this and i know you said he's allowed to talk about the shit in ferguson and not have a smile and be disgusted and be irritated and be angry and he's allowed to emote he's allowed to show emotions he's allowed to to do it and just be himself right but the thing about when it comes to black people talking about black shit you better have a smile on your face you better do it with a joke you better not show that you're angry you better not even frown up you better not show any disdain in your voice you better not sound like you have empathy or sympathy for your people you better not and the thing is a lot of times even or even if we do get people to talk about it like with the dude on the daily show he's not from america and i'm not knocking him or anything and i'm not knocking his blackness but he's not from america and that makes a difference also and it's also one of those things where um you want people to talk about this these things but they have to be the right type of black and they have to do it in the right type of way and they have to have the right type of voice and they have to be the right type of person you know um and a lot of times it's white male honestly any other group they're not trying to hear that and i am when you have talked about this but from the very beginning ever since both of these hosts have been black i have not, and they have said the exact same things that stephen colbert and john stewart has said but all of a sudden it's motherfucking crickets i don't see the retweets i don't see the reposts excuse me i don't see this shit going viral i don't go and see it going live because it's something about a black voice speaking on these things that make white america feel uncomfortable like we don't mind 
talking about we don't mind put it like this we don't mind white people talking about your shit because we know that when a white person talk about your shit they don't have that experience and because they don't have that experience they're going to present it in a way to make me not feel so guilty about the choices and decisions that i've made or how i treat black people and brown people so i can applaud and go woo in the background and go on about my fucking way but when a black person said and all of a sudden you 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 feel the pain you see the disdain in their voice and you and all of a sudden you begin to have empathy and sympathy and you begin to feel bad about things that have happened to this person people don't want to hear that you know particularly the dude bros in comedy central truth be told their their target audience is that dude bro 18 to 25 like that is their target demographic and th- that show did not fit that that show challenged them made them think and and one thing i really did like about the show they talked about black shit and they kind of kept their pulse their pulse to an extent to black Twitter because there'll be some things that happen and they will bring it up and it's almost like you had to be on social media to even know about some of the shit you know what's funny though and this is why i found funny uh, when people were saying stuff like well i mean what do you think there's so many shows and stuff and like yeah um and the black one's the one that got canceled um here's the thing that that that's kind of odd though black people white people love black shit black they love consuming us they love our slang they love the being on the next wave of shit they love Chappelle. they love like it's not that i mean Chappelle's jokes were some of the most scathing jokes towards america and racism ever but if white people did love it what they don't love is when we have to be serious and when you do news even in satire occasionally news is so fucked up you have to be serious and if you're going to be serious if you're going to be angry if you're going to be indignant you better be a white man you don't get to do that as a black person you just don't get to do that john oliver's entire steez is going on the air and being like you know like what the fuck what is this what like that's his whole thing is i'm angry and i'm upset you know john stewart his whole thing is like i'm so broken and defeated and i'm trying to find a laugh in this shit but america you're fucking up and even in that there was like a trust given because he's a white dude you know there's just you can't develop that trust i'm hopeful for trevor noah and his crew because at least trevor noah's from outside of america and there may be white people that aren't as threatened by his like i'm south african and i'm as confused about these things as as you guys are i don't know this country isn't this silly that you guys believe this like he can kind of pull that but larry wilmore is a of older black male he, he absolutely has experienced it and knows what racism is and will call that shit out like i feel like in a large part ever since he said my nigga to obama there's been a kind of eroding of uh support for that dude you know and they don't want um his show to go viral or succeed or whatever and it's just sad because ultimately um people uh either watch or they don't and enough people didn't watch and comedy central didn't have enough faith that it would come around and they didn't give it enough rope uh this isn't the first time i mean we had chocolate news i remember david allegria had chocolate news and that shit got canceled um so it's not the first time um it won't be the last it may have it may really take uh tv one centric bt somebody like that taking a show and developing it from the ground up 
comedy that's comedy satire news because they have black news shows and stuff but it, the comedy satire angle it just doesn't like it can succeed um when white people are going to feel uncomfortable when the joke may be leveled at them you know and not to mention i feel like there's always this compromise that black people are making to not piss white people off case in point uh case in point cam newton what about him yeah i hope you're sitting down <laughs> this don't sound too good that's sad everybody knows karen and i are huge cam newton fans mm-hmm. we are uh both panther fans mm-hmm. um and you know he's my favorite quarterback mm-hmm. um what do you think about the criticism he's received do you think any of it's racial or racially motivated uh, well karen they can't hear you out there but i'm from her face it is very much a nigga please of course right i'm kind of question is that okay well according to cam newton it's not what is it then uh it's not racism everyone's entitled to their own opinion even though you can it doesn't take much to see how often he is called just search cam nigger check the comment sections cam monkey thug some things people said about him yeah cam got in the car wreck and people lost their motherfucking minds and called him all types of niggas and yeah he, and the person hit him no mm-hmm. he was a bad example for having a kid out of way a lot bad example for dabbing on people mm-hmm. not a team player right obviously he's not a team player uh called not smart you know um when he came into the league called lazy question is his work ethic um at any rate uh in in january right before the super bowl you said i'm an african-american quarterback that may scare a lot of people because they haven't seen nothing that they can compare me to and he says i don't want this to be about race because it's not it's like like we're beyond that as a nation Uh, earlier somebody they asked um um do you feel like football fans are racist towards you he said it's not racism everybody's entitled to their own opinion uh he said so if it's not racism what is it what do you think and he says i'll let you be the judge i don't look at it like that i look at it like some people have certain beliefs and i have my own belief and we can agree to disagree on certain things but this is what makes sports so amazing we can start a discussion around the table in the newspaper in the magazines that will get people's attention and that's what sports does mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you right now you fuck around not come out gangbusters this year oh yeah i mean look and it's gonna be your black ass fault i officially feel like the nfl season doesn't truly begin until at least one black quarterback claims to be above race and racism uh because it happens every year (laughs) i remember when it was rg3 i remember when it was vince young uh like uh jason campbell did it like the only dude i've never seen do it and i don't know why he catches so much flack Donovan McNabb is the only black quarterback I have never seen say some shit like I'm above race or I'm not a black quarterback I'm just a quarterback like he's like I'm black yes and y'all got a motherfucking problem about that like the problem is y'all yes I know some of this criticism because I'm black and it's like as soon as he said that shit black people was done with him and white people was done with him <sighs> at any rate um 
so uh they say not saying cam doesn't mean what he says here i couldn't begin to know that but i do know that he and his father caesar have said and indicated otherwise as recently as four months ago in april after the super bowl cam gave an interview to ebony and got to talking about the hoodie he wore during his super bowl press conference he asked them if they would consider taking his photograph wearing a hoodie again according to the magazine newton's father explained to them why the hoodie can represent a lot of things as it pertains to a young black man trayvon martin black lives matter even as athletics can function as a leverage piece for african-american expression it still points to the inequality the, the inequities that go on my guess my guess based on the few public quotes that cam and his dad have on the subject is that cecil told ebony what cecil told ebony is more or less how cam actually feels but now when i bring up the exchange in the magazine this is what he says for what it's worth i really wear hoodies like that's a fact you know what and and i'm i might be wrong by saying this but this is how i feel i feel uh that all the shit he went through last year got to him terribly and i think now he's like you know what i'm gonna quote unquote rise above this and i think he's to the point where he's like you know what i'm not even going to uh talk about it or discuss it's almost like he he don't want to call people racist because once you do that all all you all you do is open yourself up to criticism but but nigga you're getting criticized anyway so it's not gonna matter um but it's one of those things where he's like i'm at work so you know let's keep it real if y'all do an interview but you at work you could be around racist people but you're not gonna do an interview but like, yeah my boss racist you're not gonna do that mm-hmm. um and I think for a lot of people, it's very disheartening to know that you have, and no athlete is obligated to talk about race. You're not obligated to talk about race. You're not obligated to stand in your blackness. You're not obligated to do any of this. It's a plus if you do, but you're not obligated to. Just like when you go to your job every day and people bring up race around most people, most people, even if you are pro blackity, black, black, put your fist up. You're going to skedaddle away because you don't want them problems. <laughs> and, you know, it might be one of them things where he go, I don't want them problems. Not everybody. Not everybody. Right. Not everybody. But everybody is not willing to uh, risk it all. Everybody's not willing to, to go out on the limb. Here's my thing, though. I'm, what, who, who the fuck that's racist going to come around on Cam Newton? nothing nothing he said is gonna earn him one extra dollar that he didn't have before he's already a extremely heavily compensated and advertised athlete he's already this guy that people love for his unabashed brashness um to me this is a retreat you know this is and it's and it's one that you don't have to make it's a concession Mm -hmm you don't have to make you no. know sound it sounds like some shit oj would say if we're being real it sounds like some shit oj would say like oh race that's y'all like america as a country we beyond that no we aren't no we're not no we're absolutely not when, when motherfuckers getting killed in the street like we not beyond it dog no we're not you know i don't know if this is a reaction to michael bennett calling them out and him feeling some type of pressure some type of way mm-hmm. about that shit maybe like I like I like feeling like the spotlight's on me to say something so let me just not say something because I don't want to get 
in any more trouble than i already have right gotten into like i'm shrinking away from it mm-hmm. yeah it, it's running away it like and, and and it's one of those things but i don't really think he wanted to answer the question and and instead of him just not answering the question he answered the question but answered it in a way to quote unquote be the least offensive that he could to make white people feel comfortable he decided that it was more he could deal with black people being uncomfortable and the backlash from that than he could with white people that's it yeah so it's a business decision it's a it's a and and the thing is just because i understand it doesn't mean i have to be like well now i agree with it and it's cool i think it's whack i do too i think it is super duper whack like and it's not gonna get him what he thinks is gonna get him there will be no reprieve the second this nigga does not do good it's gonna go right back to well he's kind of a lazy thug what's wrong with his attitude i ain't lift his head up you know all the things that came out you know uh anytime he underperformed or the team wasn't performing and how there was no quarter given and there was no explanation and there was no uh no one would look at the mitigating factors as to what was hurting cam's performance or the team's performance it was always just blame cam newton because we don't like him that's coming right back oh yeah and it comes back every year because the 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 fan base here is fucking horrible i'm not even gonna lie uh a lot of them are very 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 racist and they've been racist for cam newton ever from the very beginning you still have motherfuckers talk about they'd rather have andrew goddamn luck versus cam newton you still have people that were angry from the very beginning of us actually selecting him from the get-go and those people will never come around and they will never change uh yes it is disheartening and yes it does hurt but but niggas make succeed and make this decision every day when it comes to their jobs which fucking sucks yeah um yeah it's just you know um yeah it's kind of disheartening to see him you know kind of pull that i and i remember when he first came to league he kind of tried to pull the um i'm not really a black quarterback uh, i'm just a quarterback blah blah blah. but then last week last year when he said the african-american quarterback thing i think a lot of people are more hopeful for him like okay cool we finally got a quarterback who's not scared to be like yeah i'm black and yes i face an extra level of prejudice that my colleagues don't face you know and i'm aware of it and i'm not running from it and nope we'll be right back here yeah, because man, you, you've talked about this. They they cultivate them very very young, and you know they get them to the point where they kind of separate them out and make them feel extra 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 special, quote unquote per se. And they're young, naive, haven't experienced life yet. And then they go, "What about race? I just got at, at the job. I hadn't experienced anything yet." Right. So, at any rate, man, sad. To, that's some sad shit, in my opinion uh let's see what yeah, else uh, mm-hmm. before we go on we, we we will see how the season goes on and we will see how they cover him and like i said if they fuck around and don't come out gangbusters or we quote them we don't make it to the playoffs or the super bowl people in the city will lose their motherfucking minds yeah nobody's buying a cam newton jersey because he said he's above uh the nation's move pass race nobody's doing that nobody's gonna be like okay now you can sell papa john pizzas because you said the magic words like he ain't that type of nigga to be honest like he's not russell wilson oh no no he's definitely you know what i mean and i'm not calling saying that on some russell wilson is a this that i mean russell wilson as in 
he just doesn't talk about certain topics and he also doesn't elicit that reflexive response when people see him right cam newton elicits a reflexive response from a lot of people that are racist where it's just like i don't like the way he talks i don't like how big he is i don't like the way he dresses i don't like the way he plays i don't like the way he celebrates like they don't like him because he's a young brash black man russell wilson is uh for a lot of people uh, a figure that they can transpose whatever morals they have onto him hey he's just a christian guy from small town clean slate because he don't talk about nothing yeah it's whatever you believe you know (laughs) you if you think russell wilson would be real classy then he would be it's up to you uh so yeah i think um it's just sad to see him go down that path but you know whatever it's kind of a and we will see as the season go along and how much as the season go along they remind your black ass that you black i don't care if you want to admit it or not you black dog mm-hmm. uh other news um dj who kid has been busted over child support now you know i don't know who the hell that is he's he's obviously a dj so mm-hmm. okay play music what type of music what kind of music I mean, you wouldn't know him. He's a DJ. You don't oh, know him. Okay. Oh, so he's not that like a DJ Khaled. Khaled, and no, he's not. Okay. DJ Who Kid does like those mixtapes and shit. He's not really a rapper, but anyway, he uh, had an abrupt exit from work Monday after cops showed up and took him out in cuffs. Oh shit! What would he do? Apparently, he was busted over child support. Um, and. He works at Sirius XM office in Manhattan and they nabbed him up on an uh, outstanding family court warrant. Uh, unclear what the warrant was for. Uh, child support cases are confidential. Uh, well, obviously he wouldn't ban. Maybe he was like, who kid? Mm-hmm. It's this. <laughs> How about a guy? That's the next hit. DJ, who kid is this? Mm-hmm. They, uh, they got a hold of that schedule. Wow uh schedule uh sources close to who could tell us that he had a warrant for missing a court date the computer show he was also two years behind on child support Woo, two years mm-hmm. dj who paying for this kid <laughs> dj i ain't paying for shit mm-hmm. when who convinced the judge he was up to date on support payments they let him go so hopefully he'll be uh he'll be fine um yeah dj if you tell a lie they're gonna come back to to get your ass because mm-hmm. they know where you work that's true or you're gonna fuck around and you're gonna look at your check and your check gonna be dj where my money went no technology is safe guys you guys know this there's a simple hack that unlocks 100 million volkswagen vehicles that's right some 100 million Volkswagens are vulnerable to hackers who discovered key vulnerabilities that allowed them to unlock the doors on the most popular cars on earth, according to a new research paper. Um, this is wild because I, Volkswagen literally just had a recall off the, uh, line about the, uh, fuel, uh, emissions. Yeah, you got a Volkswagen. You might want to think twice. Don't buy no Volkswagen. University of Birmingham computer scientist Flavio Garcia uh was already widely known for working with colleges to find major security flaws in volkswagens last year that enabled hackers to quickly take over a keyless car the new attack could result in the theft of anything kept in a car when you put the two attacks together you have a recipe for getting into and driving off with a stolen car in less than 60 seconds 
damn. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, maybe, and maybe it's just me, and maybe I'm old, but you know, I'm I'm like, hey, dog, uh, folks, I can make too much fucking money for somebody to be able to break into my shit. Mm-hmm. So if my car gets stolen because of this, can I sue them? Because they shouldn't have been able to get in my fucking car. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about lawsuit city. Don't let somebody's shit get missing, and it ain't even the hacker. They're going to blame it on the hacker. Ju- I would. Fuck it. Yeah, I want a brand new car. Lawsuit city? Mm-hmm. Let's sue the hell out of them. <laughs> Stay next to uh, litigation, uh, litigation town. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, speaking of hacking, experts warn that hackers could soon take over your sex toys <laughs> my sex toy not wifi shit i don't know is it wifi i don't know i got a chip in it i'll be mean, damn i don't know not even your vibrator is safe from hack uh hackers who could take it over remotely mm-hmm. experts have warned that the new generation of dildos are vulnerable because they are connected to the internet they say that hackers could exploit the web connection that links it up uh, to an app and allows your partner to pleasure you from anywhere in the world. Oh, those type of oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Hacking the vibrator raises the prospect of a total stranger being in control during a person's most intimate moment. Computer security researchers said that such a hack could constitute a sexual assault if it were to take place. That would be an interesting trial. I mean, it's not like any comedians would believe it happened. And it should be. It should be. <laughs> yeah, it should be, of course. Right. It's like, um, why, uh, I didn't ask for you to do this. How would you even find out? Honey, are you pressing the button right now? Uh, no. no. Yeah, I'm at, right. I'm at the gym. Uh-oh. I've been hacked. Ah! Uh, computer security researcher said that that, uh, oh wait, at, at a conference that revealed that they were concerned about the We Vibe 4 Plus, a vibrator that connects to a smartphone app that if makers say its makers say allows couples to keep their flame ignited together or apart the device which is described as the number one couple's vibrator can be used remotely such as during a video call or while texting at the defcon uh hacking conference in las vegas two new zealanders hacker uh hackers who are known as goldfisk and follower said that they were concerned for the two million people who use the device by the vibrators manufacturer a u.s company called standard innovation man it's gonna be a crazy season of mr robot season three mm-hmm. turn, uh, you know and if i had that shit that should be going back to the store oh uh, i don't think you could just return vibrators like that i don't think they put those you know, you doesn't yeah, you can't no rebox those there's no return products it's yours it's yours yeah i'm pretty sure once it's being up your you snatch that's uh that is dead yours right but i didn't expect to be sexually assaulted either mm-hmm. that did not come along with my package yeah a lot of people in the past have said it's not really a serious issue but if you come back to the the fact that we're talking about people unwanted activation of vibrators potentially sexual assault right another concern was that data being sent back to stanford i mean standard innovation could be stolen so you think they can keep track of the app and how many times it was pressed and uh which kind of vibration you got and they can be like oh you like maximum vibrations (laughs) and you like a lot of them you a freak you don't start getting all kinds of because uh who knows they might get a hack of uh i mean control of like your texts and all that shit yeah 
hackers gonna be exposing y'all's uh freak stats out here ah 32 vibrates a second it's gonna be it's gonna be uh you know she's a freak level five if you want to put that next to today okay cupid <laughs> watch out for that one you better have a big penis you like it nine inches y'all mm-hmm. <laughs> she likes stimulated stimulated uh vibrations all day 24 7 uh so yeah this includes minute by minute temperature changes on the device from which hackers can work out when it's being used and when the user is pleasuring themselves oh it's 98.6 degrees time to turn time time to hack it um so yeah the we vibe four plus cost 135 dollars uh i'm not paying that much money to be hacked mm-hmm. as 10 modes to choose from including post wave surf peak and cha-cha-cha i'm not cha-cha-cha what the hell is we doing dancing in my pussy what's happening here A little cha-cha-cha action we waltzing too what's happening it also allows users to adjust the intensity the device is curved to fit snugly in place mm. <laughs> inside a woman and also compact and discreet for easy storage according to a standard innovation it's capable it's com- i mean cable it's compatible with the I- iphone 4s phones and newer devices android phones and either wireless or cellular data connection in a statement standard innovation and said the data that the vibrator sends back to the company is solely for diagnostic purposes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what they got your freak file right and you say for couples but what happened if they're a gay couple and the person to hack them is homophobic right they, who knows what they're gonna do to you right because it didn't say what type of hole they might turn it off they might not want you to get no pleasure ah you be mad i was ready your shit deactivated yeah uh i've changed the battery three times it won't come on Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. hacking y'all's y'all's vaginas Mm-mm-mm. uh did you know that uh wait you know what let's do some let's go to another segment let's let's do this um apparently rudy huxtable was having a time keisha knight pull him oh, oh oh shit what happened um her husband is ed hartwell or was he's filed for divorce yeah they were recently married uh and she uh was pregnant at the time that he's filing for divorce oh mm-hmm. i'm sure uh bill Cosby, not the Cosby, would be he killed Fox would be very upset um <laughs> nfl linebacker ed hartwell filed divorce papers this morning in fulton county this happened july uh fulton county georgia courthouse for um, pregnant keisha knight pullum he filed under the name edgerton hartwell the second uh for the reason for the divorce he cited irreconcilable differences uh this is less than seven months after keisha posted a photo on her instagram announcing the nuptials with the caption the most amazing day of our life new candidly keisha available on play diet keisha slash listen as we share our magical wedding day hashtag i'm officially mrs hartwell last week she she revealed that she was expecting a baby girl with hartwell her first and his second this does not make this his first divorce the former nfl is split with his former real housewife of atlanta and current hollywood diva lisa Wu in 2011 so you like him famous mm-hmm. mm, definitely got a type i see famous 
uh ed hartwell and keisha also share big heart sports and fitness academy that they recently opened up in duluth georgia both um yeah so there you go they they got split and she's pregnant but that's not all karen Uh oh that's right the story continues to go keisha knight pullum opened up about uh the divorce and said i'm not the one who cheated Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It gets deep. Ooh. Um, yeah, apparently. Uh she said she's not the one who did the cheating. Um, so uh I guess that means Ed did the cheating. I mean, is that what we're supposed to be led to believe? Apparently. Sound like somebody was cheating. She said not me. It must not be the baby right baby ain't got nothing the baby just kind of showed up on the scene she sat down with entertainment tonight and said i have never cheated on him during my marriage that's not who i am keisha then said she will have the paternity test hardware requested damn we want a paternity test Mm-mm-mm. uh it, that's not an issue no problem i've never been unfaithful to my husband this is his daughter uh she then breaks down into tears over her innocent child being dragged to this divorce drama it's not about me the biggest thing my priority uh wait yeah she doesn't deserve it so talking about her daughter uh that's not where the drama ends though according to keisha it was her husband who's of six months who actually did the cheating early in our marriage when i was faced with this i was ready to leave i had divorce papers ready i presented them to him and he begged for another chance he said all the right things and once i was pregnant i did decide to give him that one last chance keisha and ed dated for four months before becoming engaged on new year's eve they secretly got married in january last week keisha announced she was pregnant with the couple's first child and days later ed filed for a divorce according to keisha she was completely blindsided by the divorce news she says that ed still slept in her the bed with her as he did any other day he left the house as he did on any other day but on this day in particular he texted her and told her this isn't working i filed for divorce this morning and i'm coming to get my stuff so she was blindsided wow that is a hell of a way to find out Mm -mm -mm. i'd be highly upset uh she says that she's planning to sell that home before the baby is born and when asked she still loves her husband she responds i love who he pretended to be Mm. Ooh, (laughs) who he pretended to be Mm -hmm. that's not but that's not all karen holy shit yeah a source we don't know who it could be it's just a source okay but a source says keisha knight pullum was not submissive enough for ed hartwell mm-hmm. wasn't submissive enough there are quite a few things one must know about the significant other before jump in the room apparently ed hartwell regrets not knowing pretty much anything about keisha knight pulliam before saying i do keisha and ed got engaged last new year's eve a short time later they announced they got married just over a week ago keisha announced she had a baby blah 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 blue paternity test you guys know the deal um <laughs> a source says the couple is just not able to agree or see eye to eye on anything hartwell is very old-fashioned in marital beliefs and how couples should make decisions together it seems keisha is more interested in remaining a successful independent businesswoman than baking cookies and being a submissive wife 
the source continues this probably this is probably just a case of a child star used to going through life baking her cake having her cake and eating her cake too you think he the source thank you the source uh as far as the baby a source close to hartwell says he doesn't have evidence that keisha has been a a faithful but the timing of her pregnancy is definitely under question it's just that he told her he he wanted to wait before having a baby and things got really bad between them and then she pops up pregnant says the source he even told her he didn't want to release the bump picture too so soon but she did it anyway when dating and man when you see this picture of her guys it's like nigga there was no choice the like everyone knew she was pregnant like, it wasn't a bump like she looked like she fucking five six months pregnant in this picture um anyway um, can you show it hmm? can you show it I, I'll, I'll show one of them give me a second um but yeah so he said ed felt keisha was spoiled another trait that would have surfaced prior oh, prior to marriage i'm not sure how long these two have dated before abruptly getting hitched but if within six months he's ready to call a quiz it's possible they dearly didn't know each other at all but that's true man that's quick uh somebody's been independent and making their own money and all this shit you think you're gonna come in and just tell her what to do mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with niggas ed hartwell oh it's not over that's right they, these motherfuckers will not shut up ah they keep running to the to the blogs as ja, uh, jocelyn would say mm. are we on this is in any of these posts on instagram no ed hartwell reveals the real reason behind the split with keisha mm. mm-hmm. uh so the blame game has started uh apparently um he's now saying he wants a paternity cat he wanted the paternity case a uh, test because he thinks she was cheating on him mm-hmm according to hartwell the marriage fell apart just after two months due to jealousy disagreements and suspicions about infidelity on both sides so that you know that does make sense um because she already said he cheated on her you know uh hartwell went on to explain the reason behind the paternity test request according to a lot of their marital issues stem uh, according to him a a lot of their marital issues stem from their disagreements about starting a family pulliam wanted to have a baby so bad while hartwell felt they should wait and focus on another one another since they went so quickly according to the former nfl linebacker when the marriage turned took a turn for the worse the intimacy came to an end but pulliam was determined to have a baby so he believed she went behind his back to do it so basically he said they stopped fucking and then she popped up pregnant so he's like oh okay so you lying and she was saying uh yeah you kept slept with me you kept sleep with me Mm -hmm. got up like every other day and sent me a text Mm -hmm. uh in an interview um he had talked about his wife and him having an in-depth conversation in february he asked her if she was in love with him she responded with the same question and he said he wasn't sure in addition he confessed that his ex whom he dated for four years had lost a baby and it made him realize he still cared about her the revelation upset the actress and caused her to disappear from his life uh rudy wasn't <laughs> i mean keisha knight pullin wasn't mad that i still cared about her all she was mad about you don't want to have a baby but you're mad about her baby you can't talk to her 13 year old daughter and that was and that was a big fallout 
the argument made the athlete realize keisha wanted to have a child by any means necessary but when things didn't add up for him he had to ask for a paternity test i can't say she's been unfaithful i can't say she stayed out she's not come home she went out of town for three days i don't know what's going on i can say that he said i can't say she's been unfaithful i can say she wasn't she wanted to get in vitro i can say she wanted to do some things to make sure she got pregnant i just want to make sure it's mine if it's mine i'm gonna love it to death okay you all watched a couple episodes of jerry spring ass nigga jerry i'm gonna love it jerry that's why i'm here calling this woman a slut bitch whore and mother of my child that i will love and cherish forever if it's mine which is not well how sure are you keisha i'm a thousand percent sure i am three million percent sure <laughs> don't that baby look just like him oh ooh, that is look like that ain't my baby boo boo <laughs> boo this man uh now this is on instagram Uh-oh. oh <laughs> i know i had to get to instagram eventually you are a little too proud of that yes uh so apparently um what's the title of this article um we're not friends wait why is this freezing come on uh we're not friends keisha knight pullum threatens to sue lisa Wu for speaking on her messy marriage drama Mm -hmm. uh remember when we told you that fans were blasting keisha knight pulliam for marrying her friend lisa Wu's ex so apparently keisha knight pulliam and lisa Wu were friends lisa Wu's husband was ed hartwell and now rudy married ed hartwell so basically she married her friend's ex-husband okay so i'm assuming they're not friends no more uh let's see what this says well now that keisha's nuptials to ed hartwell are miss lisa speaking out on the hollywood divas about the moment she learned keisha was booed up with her husband uh she said uh real housewives of atlanta put on uh instagram so yeah i'm turning into hollywood divas tonight at nine on tv one uh and even though they're wrapped i hope the cameras are back out to give us some more tea uh and it's a picture of lisa Wu. uh keisha has since taken to her candidly keisha podcast to she got a podcast right to clear the air according to her she and lisa have not and will not ever be friends lisa Wu and i have never will never be friends well i guess she ain't no casanova her and romeo ain't never been ain't friends never been friends. uh i have no i have no ill you will see how much i really love you i have no ill will for her i don't know her like that i was it was never a situation of stealing anyone's husband they were divorced many years before we even started dating and yes we lived in atlanta it's a small town have i run into her have i taken a picture with her absolutely but i take pictures with people every day and if you were categorized as friends with everyone you took a picture with would that be accurate i don't think so Ooh. (laughs) okay furthermore her attorney would deal with tv one and woo for the defamatory story amy airing on hollywood divas Mm mm-hmm 
uh i just want to say that i have no desire to continue to be part of that lie and to continue to be part of the false made-up storyline that puts me in a defamatory and derogatory light and i don't have anything more to say about that but my attorney will be dealing with that from a legal standpoint with tv1 and that whole situation lisa Wu, so forth and so on mm-hmm. it's very simple no need to say my name because i'm not a part of it i respect her for being ej's mom because i love him dearly and our connection is that we're going to have the same ex-husband and our children will be siblings but beyond that that's all i wish you the best and i'm moving forward she ended with this one thing you know in show business is that the show must always go on i'm definitely trying had to try and week to say the least but i'm grateful i'm here i'm well baby girl is well and at the end of the day that is all that matters was a hand clapping emojis in there it was no it, i think that was her actual words from her podcast oh okay okay so it was no hand clappies uh to be passed around uh let me start our part two to our session uh mm-hmm. real quick um but uh yeah it looks like shit's getting real for our girl rudy over there um and her seven month marriage man all right guys i'm gonna transfer over real quick now i'll invite everybody to this session when it comes up uh-huh prepare to go live Call session audience go live all right cool and then i will invite you back on screen karen mm-hmm. um consider yourself invited uh now where were we oh but that's not all we got mo holy <laughs> i thought down this rabbit hole go this is as long as bill cosby's victims what the hell is happening here <laughs> He tried it. A source close to Ed Hartwell claims he believed Keisha Knight Pulliam could be toting a gut full of Big Tigger. Who the hell is a Big Tigger? Ooh. <laughs> Big Tigger is uh, the host of Rap City. Okay. You know him? Mm-mm. But I know Rap City, though. Okay. All right. Well, you know, baby steps, I guess. <laughs> right, right baby steps i know rap city because it's been around forever uh i put his picture on the screen but big tigger is currently out of the country and missing the scandal over his ex keisha knight pulliam divorcing her new husband ed hardwell nearly as fast as she married him but that hasn't kept him from being dragged into the fray i didn't know they was together uh according to the jasmine brand a source claims that the former NFLer believes she was cheating on him with her ex and that he is the father of her unborn child. Reportedly, Ed suspected Keisha had continued her relationship with her ex-boyfriend, radio TV personality, Big Tigger, real name Darian Morgan. How did he get Tigger out of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, after they were married, Keisha and Tigger were together before she started dating Ed. According to the sources, to the source, Ed believes that Keisha had been having an affair with her ex-boyfriend they dated for more than a year and even attended a white house black history month event together before they abruptly broke up in late 2015 their breakup was so quiet and her relationship with ed hardwell happened so fast afterwards that she announced she was married many when she announced she was married many press outlets inadvertently ran photos of her and tigger 
ed had suspected the couple may have maintained their sexual relationship even though she moved on with him and that the baby could actually be tickets instead keisha is adamant that that is not the case and she's embarrassed all of this is going on the Kazi show kids pride themselves on being drama free and never let being in the headlines the fact that she is involved in some maury povich type drama is everything she's worked to keep away from i hope she knows she is a grown adult right mm-hmm but Ed, I think now see I think Ed Hardwell is just trying to throw uh throw everybody off the scent like nah she probably was fucking big Tigger and that's probably what really had happened but we know that's not true a source close to big Tigger said he's currently out of the country and will be addressing the rumors on his radio show in Atlanta mm, I didn't see that I, that's the only that's the only article I didn't get yeah <laughs> wonder what he said mm. uh also there's more because uh why wouldn't there be more this is some big news here big tigger speaks on ed hartwell and keisha knight pulling divorce mm. what do you got to say listen stay out of married folks business y'all i'm trying to tell you it is not a healthy place to be it is never ever what you think yeah right you 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 fuck around and everybody come out and tell the truth you gotta have a goddamn uh i find it incredibly unfortunate that any man would desert his woman his pregnant wife furthermore to do so behind her back while publicly questioning her character by asking for a paternity test to me is corny that's my opinion well 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 sounds like tigger still has a soft spot in his heart for old keisha Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> that's what the who wrote that i don't that's what they wrote in the article on bicep uh, <laughs> uh so yeah um and there's one more uh she fears that ed hartwell is trying to make her miscarry the child Mm-hmm. Mm. you know stress is one of the causes uh, according to divorce docs she says ed has been plotting to harm and obstruct her pregnancy by engaging in certain underhanded and unusual conduct that would trigger trigger a miscarriage she is five months alone and is not specific as to ed's conduct wait a minute five months so how this nigga gonna try to act like it's so crazy that she's pregnant by him y'all was two months into the marriage and then she's five months pregnant y'all y'all was fucking and then y'all and then and then y'all stopped you like oh so you pregnant yeah a few months pregnant right jesus this guy this guy uh she says he engaged in cruel treatment which has in it which is adversely adversely affected her pregnancy keisha says in legal docs during their short marriage ed was constantly cursing yelling and demeaning her she says he also had affairs with multiple women including a former baby mama in addition she wants possession of all their firearms out of fear that hartwell may attempt to harm her with one of them uh so damn that's some scary scumbag shit mm-hmm. this nigga got guns too Mm-mm-mm. anyways that's what's going on with uh rudy huxtable guys you guys are all caught up in on that one i know y'all were y'all were worried yeah, i know we, we, we keep we let you know what's happening in that tea kettle y'all come i know y'all come to us for I know y'all come to us for your hard uh, hit news, your Rudy Huxtable updates, mm-hmm. and and now you got them. Okay, you guys know about Ed Hartwell and that messy ass 
divorce uh, <laughs> uh all right let's see what else we got here uh i guess we could probably do um some white people news okay at this point in time mm-hmm. um all right let me see what white people news do i feel like playing um how about this one <laughs> Ariana Huffington is leaving the Huffington Post to focus on health startup. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is important to know when door, one door closes and another opens, and I felt that moment had arrived, she said. And this is not Ariana, the singer. Ariana Huffington. She plays the voice of Ariana the Bear on the Cleveland show. Ah, okay. Okay, I'm with you now. Uh, she currently serves as editor-in-chief on HuffPost, uh, she plans to step down in the coming weeks to focus on her soon to be launched health and wellness startup thrive global good for her i mean mm-hmm. now she cannot pay people in the health field Ooh, ah, ah. Oh, I, I went there i said it y'all no we was all thinking it for free mm-hmm you know what i'm saying uh but yeah so uh she's moving on guys keep up with that thrive is the new wave for ariana huffington um star pals that's right star pals cute pup named chewbacca takes instagram by storm thanks to its resemblance to the famous film character Mm-hmm. this is what white people are having to concentrate on right now karen is these are treacherous times for white folks okay apparently so and you need to be able to to relax with a cute dog that looks like chewbacca oh he's a rescue and okay. he's taking the internet by storm okay. or should i say storm troopers oh, what kind of breed <laughs> um i don't he's a chihuahua oh he lives in yuma arizona with his owner sarah gottlieb also he has prominent teeth to stick out of his lower jaw sarah who revealed the mutt had ten thousand followers on instagram 
<laughs> she says chewy's snaggletooth underbite is definitely his trademark oh mm-hmm. it took him a year to reach 10k followers as owner says that his snaggletooth underbite is definitely i said that already um he only has seven teeth left outfits. oh he only had there's a bba he only had seven teeth left and a lot of dinner work when he was saved uh sarah put the dog's popularity down to some opportune posting as well as chewy's cute looks mm-hmm uh i took it took about a year for chewy to reach ten thousand followers on instagram i would try to post at least one picture a day how many y'all got how many followers y'all got on instagram guys oh god damn many i posted a picture of him next to justin timberlake with ramen noodles on his head which took off more than i thought it would why is there a picture of him next to justin timberlake did justin timberlake come to your house to take a picture with chewy oh no this just they had ramen noodles on his head i don't know what happened chewy has found love and fame but it wasn't always so straightforward for him chewy was found as a stray by police in yuma arizona and found her way to chiquita chihuahua rescue my partner alicia and i went down there and i happened to see chewy and instantly fell in love oh look at this dog he's so cute he's only four pounds but he has a big heart despite what he has been through and was the perfect addition to our family chewbacca's instagram is already all about spreading smiles and positivity people seem to love dogs with unique features like this and we love that he can make people smile he's a great example of how amazing rescue dogs are oh that's so sweet and he's small that's right four pounds ain't gonna get no bigger than that chihuahua a tiny dog this is what white people talking about while we had an uprising in milwaukee people fighting the police and shit and white people just sitting over here like look at this dog yeah they dropping that I just want to pitch your little cheeks you little dog oh, they're dropping off foods and put in spaces in louisiana because can't nobody get out there to the people mm-hmm. starbucks had to recall 2.8 million metal straws at the children are left with cuts in their mouths what why do we have metal straws who thought metal straws was a good idea to get the children white people when the white people news segment so the answer is white people i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm an adult i don't want no metal straw they have recalled more than 2.8 million metal straws because of the dangers they pose to children no shit they break cut them also it's hot coffee like why would you give somebody a hot metal straw to hold in that heat the global coffee giants announced the move on tuesday after three children were left with cuts in their mouths uh they were sold in the u.s and canada and one on one of the chain on the chain's website from june 2012 to june 2016 a set of three of the dangerous straws cost around six dollars while beverage cups with straws were sold for 11 to 30 dollars 11 to 30 dollars 11 to 30 white man dollars to get cut i don't think so your child to get cut oh oh so the children cups so yeah. they, these not for adults i guess yeah okay well or at least children are the ones who got cut maybe it was for adults and children used them possibly so there you go if you white people out there have a metal straw you can uh there's been a recall sending them back in to yeah. starbucks get, get, get your get your dollars back Mm-hmm. 10 year romance is all over for sad beatrice princess and her boyfriend dave clark call it quits after make or break talks over whether or not they should get married oh this is so sad 
now you know who is this not princess beatrice princess of where or who or what uh i I don't um we'll, we'll see uh okay um apparently her fairytale romance was dashed um uh since we're not gonna get another royal wedding to celebrate so she must be one of the princes of the royal family of okay. england or something uh princess beatrice is into her relationship with long-term boyfriend dave clark oh oh that is unfortunate she she looks like she could be the result of some lannister type things going on with the family you know Aww. what i mean yeah yeah yep sad to see uh, members of the royal family are sad, said to be shocked and saddened by the news that Beatrice and the Duke of York's eldest daughter, oh, who is the Duke of York's eldest daughter, and her boyfriend of 10 years have parted. Wait, her boyfriend ain't, he not nobody? He just a dude? Ah! I thought it was gonna be like her boyfriend, the Earl of Sandwich or something. <laughs> you, of course he's with another royal family. She ain't gonna pick nobody up at the subway. Well, he just says her boyfriend. He don't, he don't have a title dave clark that's what they call him yeah. <laughs> i'm the prince of clark yeah maybe he's like the j electronica of white people i understand ah! i understand the couple quietly called time on their romance a month after the failure of a long and exasperated make or break talk centered on whether or not they should get married a source close to beatrice 27 told the mail on sunday night after 10 years together beatrice and dave have wondered why they were not married they talked it through and decided to take time apart to reflect on the future they remained friends and the decision of the break was mutual her family including her sister princess eugenie uh eugenie and parents sarah ferguson and prince andrew are said to be completely shocked by the news sarah the duchess of york in particular is said to feel as though she has lost a son so i guess she's the princess of york i don't know uh another source says sarah considers day to be part of the family he is she is very sad it didn't work out they have been together longer than many marriages last other branches of the family are likely to be less devastated by the news rumors have long circulated that prince william did not approve of the relationship and demonstrated his dislike of day 32 by refusing to invite him to the royal wedding in 2011 he is said to have considered dave an indiscreet addition to the extended family and was opposed to the prospect of his little cousin marrying him her wait him yes him but pressure for day to propose intensified in may last year after the birth of princess charlotte pushed beatrice down to the seventh in line to the throne meaning she no longer had to seek permission to marry from the queen who would most probably have taken william's advice on the matter so that was their chance to get married and he tapped out so because she could finally be like let's get married now before they can you know because they only can't tell me no because uh, i don't have to ask for permission mm-hmm. which is ridiculous in 2016 you had to ask for permission wow but uh yeah dave was like fuck that man i was with you because i was hoping they would say no yep uh it was thought that the succession of crown act which requires the first six in line to to the throne to seek royal approval had been the stumbling block but when dave failed to propose for more than a year after charlotte was born beatrice decided to address the problem head on the source added beatrice has become a lot more assertive and confident recently she gave dave an ultimatum but it backfired because he did not ask her to marry him but they both agreed that no marriage would would be in their future so it's time to go separate ways 
so that's a might be a good thing baby mm-hmm that's sad you know william was worried over his indiscreet ways uh because um apparently um the two men are said to have fallen out after william decided dave was too indiscreet to invite to the royal wedding perhaps mindful of at least one un- unsuitable earlier boyfriend william is said to be protective of princess beatrice and told friends in the past he didn't feel dave was right for her beatrice now ex-boyfriend speaks with the mid-atlantic accent after his wealthy family divided their time between new york and london oh okay so he don't even got a true english accent like you need to have okay Mm -hmm. dave spent 10 years working for virgin galactic space tourism project and still describes himself as a future astronaut for the project he is a close friend of the branson family and regularly holidays in necker island uh in 2015 in 2015 he left the space program retaining his ticket for the first commercial orbit to become head of external affairs for taxi app uber so now nah, i definitely can see why he wasn't married to material ah! this is what white people are concerned about <clears throat> uh all right let's get into some guest the race guys get into some guest the race why not right it's not like we got anything better to do right there's my guest race music uh now then it's time for some guest the race that's, that's right it's guest the race time now that is time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time but that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show pro- what the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read and play news articles from all over the globe when you ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race that the chat room plays alone my bad what, what was you want what were you showing me i couldn't see yeah do it at last okay. yes that has nothing to do with the show all no right problem. um <laughs> karen and this uh karen my producer now y'all <laughs> give me notes in the middle of the show they ain't got no chat I can't. That's something you need to ask them. We need a chat. How about you say yo, but I'm done, huh? How about that, Karen? Hmm? You focus on what you're supposed to be doing. My bad. My uh, bad. Police said a man posed as a delivery driver and stole cases of beer. <laughs> an Alabama man is wanted for a grocery store uh, scam. Central Alabama Crime Stopper said Darius Williams, 22, poses a delivery driver and entered the grocery store with a large cart. He loaded up the cart with cases of beer and soda and rolled the cart out the store where he placed items in his car and drove away. <laughs> he wears a uniform and had been convincing enough to fool several store managers in the area. According to AL.com, he is one of four counts of theft of property uh guess the race of mr darius williams karen but like drinking white all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe his name his race is ain't no white darius black says captain ah! a very smart brother says Sparger. had cases of old e and grape soda black says ev ah! <laughs> surprising since the store managers follow him around the store whiter than the owner of chewy chihuahua black white pass for darius rucker the correct answer is he was blizzak i'm gonna be 
and karen you missed it that was some white privilege i mean you just roll out of the front store with all the lamarade i mean delivery man be looking black sometimes karen that's what he looked like in his uh uniform i mean what kind of delivery dude comes in and takes sodas out takes shit out the store out no we they know they're taking shit in the store and also the bud light and soda like you deliver you do both you do the drink you do the beers and the sodas like he must have been convincing as fuck man yeah i forgot they do take out expired shit but a whole shelf ain't expired mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like i'm gonna take out all 20 days yet expiration date is tomorrow uh let's do another one a thrice widowed woman is now on trial in the death of her second husband who died outside his new orleans home oh shit number two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the spring of 2006 emma rain 52 faces a mandatory sentence of life in prison if convicted of second degree murder and the shooting death of 38 year old ernest smith her third husband james rain also was implicated in smith's death and prosecutors called it a plot to benefit from his life insurance proceeds she has only been charged in smith's death but a prosecutor previously made it clear that her other two husbands death were also suspicious while it has been more than seven years from the time smith died until rain was arrested in his death on in 2013 she had been on police radar early on please be advised that the beneficiary emma smith wife of the deceased cannot be ruled out as a suspect in the death of ernest smith a new orleans detective wrote in an insurance investigation company in a uh oh to an insurance investigation company in a letter uh july 12 2006 by the time emma smith was arrested in that case she already had a new name emma rain and was again a widow ah her third husband 37 year old james rain was shot to death at the couple's pearl river county mississippi home in 2011 emma rain was out of town at the time but authorities still had suspicions she is a suspect in that james rain case uh pearl river county sheriff david allison said in a 2015 interview and through investigating that case we were able to get some information that new orleans needed and passed it on to them no arrests have been reported in james rain's death emma rain has since pleaded not guilty to second degree murder in the death of ernest smith jury selection began on tuesday and open the statements began on wednesday in new orleans um so let's see oh no eyewitness testimony of physical evidence will link emma rain to the killing um they said but witnesses will testify to trigger man james rain's adoptive brother alfred terry everett admitted to killing smith at the argument at the urging of emma and james rain for a share of life insurance money this some snap shit she added that documents will show that emma bumped up the value of the policies on smith over the years before his death defense attorney martin reagan's view of the case james rain and terry ever replied to ernest smith's ernest smith's death without involving emma so that's their defense like oh they didn't even tell her that's a classic defense uh he cast the late james rain as an opportunist who seduced emma as she suffered through an unhappy marriage to smith and plotted smith's death to get her money mm-hmm. this case is about greed and money infidelity and guys names james said reagan okay you can't be my lawyer <laughs> you can't ring up that last line 
he stressed that emma rain has never been arrested in james rain's death who killed james rain's was was another jealous husband reagan asked everett was convicted of second degree murder in december 2014 at the prosecutor said he had been promised by james and emma rain ten thousand dollars from a eight hundred thousand dollar life insurance benefit just 10k that's what you did it for man you should have got more than that if i gotta kill a motherfucker i want at least a tenth of what y'all got his appeal is pending in the state supreme court it was unclear whether jurors would hear testimony about the death of emma rain's first husband leroy evans who decide who died while hospitalized in 1994 after he was hit by a car no arrests were reported in that case but during everett's trial prosecutors called his death suspicious guess the race of uh what is her name emma rain white all right let's check the chat room see what they believe um ernest james and emma are all black church ushers delicate white flower kappa delta white an extra from ease bayou out here killing the her husbands through black girl magic white all this white on white crime is heartbreaking whiter than a cam newton detractor many men many 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 men white the correct answer is black what are we for real oh you gotta show me a pic some of you did get it racism that off i'm gonna show you the picture yo your racism is horrible <laughs> yes it is that's her right there emma rain oh yeah she, she's black yeah the uh committing all these crimes the clues should have been her husband's names alfred leroy i mean come on karen come on buddy that's alfred what? leroy and james were her husband's Mm-hmm. Well, you were wrong. You used the wrong racial sense. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, alright, let's get into the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, bonus round against the race. So far, everybody is all over the place. Karen's 0 for 2 but can she make it up in the bonus round i'm terrible y'all that's right that's right um let's see um how about um hmm, let's go to an old one an ohio couple is accused in a double murder and shooting over a drug deal gone bad in columbus Mm. Mm mm-hmm um apparently mia shamus 19 and connor jeffries 21 were arrested wednesday a day after jeffries fatally shot two men the couple knew well in a parking lot on columbus far east side far east side according to the columbus ah! division of police a judge on thursday said bond at one million dollars or more for more for both jeffries and shamus who were posed in short oh, i don't care what she had on um let's see video from the courtroom wbns tv show the jail uniforms that uh 
clad they wore okay uh they had horrified expressions on their face during the hearing um let's see police identified the couple's victims as gary ashton francis 20 and james earl miller 21 all four people involved in the broad daylight shooting graduated from high school in 2013 and 2014 in the pickerington local school district about 20 miles from downtown columbus the incident has been a tragedy for the family and friends of everyone involved superintendent valerie browning thompson said in a statement our thoughts and prayers are with them during this difficult time we have let our students know that if they wish to discuss their thoughts or feelings about this with someone we have trained counselors available at both high schools francis died immediately at 2 11 p.m shooting uh in the shooting and hospital staff pronounced miller dead less than an hour later um so yeah they said apparently they were sitting behind an enterprise renter car and um jeffries walked over and fired a fire shots into the vehicle after a short conversation with them it was it wasn't immediately clear what led to the shooting and what drug was involved representatives for the police department didn't immediately respond to the request for comment uh thursday night investigators acted on the many tips they received and reviewed camera footage of it before arresting the couple uh police say shamans had driven jeffries to the parking lot in the chevrolet malibu and sped away with him after the shooting they were arrested wednesday and police obtained a warrant to search the valid township home they lived in together the mother of miller one of the two victims uh spoke tearfully to reporters in the couple's court appearance uh thursday they gunned down my baby teacher miller said nobody has the right to take anyone's life guess the race black black all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe mia shamis and connor for jeffries are what race um let's see uh um blacker than the participants in the 100 meter chevy malibu that sounds black (laughs) burn lebron jerseys together in the same parking lot during better times hc says i'm assuming that's white Mm -hmm. gun down black blizzak and zo 99 says uh let me move this out the way black the correct answer is and karen you went over three they was white Damn game. Mm-mm-mm. Chat room, one or two of you got it right. You still got it wrong, buddy. I don't know what you were thinking. The victims are black dudes. But uh apparently these these druggies was the perfect white couple. Mm-mm-mm all right let's get into uh i'm terrible at this game y'all get into some sore ratchetness here okay i'm not as racist as i thought i was mm-hmm let's get into a little bit of sword ratchetness uh my sword sound effect dynamite uh let's see how about this one uh police wait uh what police 
uh arrest a canadiagua man canandiagua okay uh man uh threatened he threatened officers with a sword uh he's behind bars at the incident that took place on wednesday around 5 30 a.m police were called to a disturbance at this dude's house uh they say 31 year old joseph calvin was armed with a sword that was several feet long guess the race white according to police ah! a woman was able to separate herself from Kavanaugh. officers say Kavanaugh then verbally threatened them walking back with walking towards the officers while unsheathing the sword police used a taser to stop Kavanaugh. he was then taken into custody Kavanaugh as charged with two counts of menacing he is being held at the ontario ontario county jail on ten thousand dollars bail the investigation is still um i mean yeah the investigation is still under investigation who wrote this and further charges are pending <laughs> anyway um all right guys listen we're almost out of here but we're not gonna end it just yet um does anybody in the chat room watch the walking dead is anybody in the the walking dead or any nerds in here real quick i'm, I'm asking the chat room hell yeah yes okay so we got at least two people eve she says yeah okay all right all right cool well you know we had this loot crate stuff and it is burning a hole in our house we would love to give some of it away Mm -hmm. and we have uh some new walking dead trivia cards here and we thought we'd play a little walking dead trivia with Mm y'all and uh karen will keep track of of who gets the answers and i i think we'll just um yeah like we'll give away one item for each question now the thing is um we'll keep track of who it is but we need you guys to email us or give us your email address right. or put your email address into the chat yeah and, and, and what are the rules are you get one right you automatically get it is if it- you get it right and you're first okay this is not this ain't for no suckers okay this is for true trivia junkies okay so listening you get it right and you're first you get a prize okay now the thing is um uh, you can't we don't want to just have it dominated by one person or whatever so you know we will probably um not have people win you know more than one or whatever so um but we will keep you guys up there all right so you ready to do this guys mm-hmm. all right let me see what the first uh what the first one is let's see here all right we got some nice mega man socks Box. okay uh, made by BioWorld. Okay, these came in the loot crate. They're one pair of crew socks, uh, size 10 through 13, fit shoe size 8 to 12. All right. You know, we might let people win more than one because we can just put it in the same package, right? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So, all right, you can win more than one. So, keep playing. All right. So, here's the first trivia question. All right. <clears throat> True or false? Crowley dies when michonne decapitates him in season three wait that's that's a horrible question forget that one that's terrible that's terrible it's just true or false you can anyone can get that let's go to this one it's multiple choice all right in episode six season four what game do megan and david play in their apartment chess backgammon or chinese checkers Chess, man. Uh, 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 it looks like Sparger got the first one right. Sparger it is backgammon, and you win the socks. Okay, so right. Send, give me your email address, baby. Yeah, put your email address 
in there we'll email you to get your physical address and we'll handle it like that all right so one down all right so sparge against the socks i'm gonna put these in the on here all right next prize all right cool all right you got that email address karen yeah i'm gonna ready to copy it and put it in like a what you may call it file cool all right this one is okay this is a 3x t-shirt that has the voltron logo on it Dun, 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 dun. bam all right i wish i had a van of white in here mm. <laughs> this is a nice ass shirt mm. all right who's ready for the next question all right guys um let's see how about this one in judge jury and executioner episode of the walking dead who does not support support rick's decision to execute randall a dale b no one supports him or c carl uh eve got it dale eve you get the voltron shirt now it's 3x all right so i'm putting this down eve voltron shirt uh put your email address in the um chat and uh we'll make sure to um to get it sent to you okay so whatever email we'll get your address okay cool there we go copying and pasting that um you copy and pasting then yeah i got it i got it okay yeah all right so eve gets the voltron shirt there you go all right let's see what else we got here um how about oh now this is my favorite item okay guys this is the best one in my opinion this is a hoodie yeah and and it's 3x i believe let me check the little check yeah 3x is 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 a futurama hoodie like you guys can see it on the screen and it's it's black but the white etchings on it are the futurama characters Mm -hmm. i uh, yeah i like this one so you got like bender you got leela fry everybody zoeyberg scruffy is on there um all right so whoever gets the next question that's who wins this all right that's who gets all right in season four season four guys talking about the prison season what does rick use to lure the walkers away from the fence a firecrackers b pigs c boombox what does he use to lure them away from the fence eve got it it's pigs that's right yeah because everybody kept making bacon jokes mm-hmm. i was like oh no the bacon that's when he let them eat the pigs dog eve you also win the futurama hoodie man put you down for futurama hoodie cool we can save on postage it's all going to the same place people gonna be mad man only 13 people in this chat right now Welcome, that's your fault i can't wait to put this on the feed motherfuckers gonna be like i got to listen live okay sparger you can't hear something wrong with the, with the um something's wrong with the um chat or something 
wait how can eve hear if you can't hear hold on brother but is something wrong with the sound everybody do i need to refresh do we need to refresh let us know now oh everybody else can hear okay all right cool cool all right see what else we got here we'll do one more thing and then we're gonna be out all right it's the last one okay this is another shirt i don't even know what this design is who is this Mm. oh gate Uh, it's an anime um um all right so gate this is a shirt uh from the anime gate and it has this logo on the front and this is just a xl okay the other ones are three xl this is just an xl all right guys let's see what's going on here Mm-mm-mm. wait Cass always said she said pig wait what i don't see it on here do you see pig from Cass always no cheating y'all i don't see it um so i don't know don't don't be trying to cheat in here y'all don't be complaining because you didn't you didn't win and, and try to put it on us like oh y'all just didn't see if it don't show up we only go by the rules okay um okay under what sparger said keys i don't see it do you see it karen in the chat under what sparger says keys did it say pig by cast always i see keys then i see boombox yeah we don't see it uh cash you gotta you know get up off that wi-fi and uh get you a real computer dog i'm sorry here's your last chance um (laughs) what reason does carl give michonne for not wearing this cowboy hat anymore a bad things happened last time b he lost it c it's not a farming hat Hmm. which could it be c says cast always and cast you just want a damn shirt congratulations you were complaining but now look at you you beat sparger out with uh now you got this nice gate uh shirt let me put your email in the chat please ma'am or sir i don't know what cast is uh let's see cast always and you got the gate t-shirt and email address still need that from you yeah put your email address in there mm-hmm. but good for you Cass. you know what i'm saying i feel like you know that's why i appreciate you not just complaining and sitting back you were proactive and you good said way to get that rebound i'm gonna get this one you know what let's do one more let's do one more okay yep. i like this all right um what do we got here we got some i think these are star trek sh- yes star trek socks okay now these are oh we actually have two of them all right maybe we'll do two questions all right star trek socks now i don't know if you guys can see this but they're tiny little enterprises on the socks yeah like spaceships like the spaceship <laughs> the starship enterprise has uh they're designed on the socks okay guys um so we're gonna we got two pair of them i think they're both the same size so we're gonna um ask a question for the star trek socks okay wait why do we have two pair of these i wanted a pair Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> y'all gonna get a pair of my socks Ain't this I, 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 it, was, it was in there okay number one how about this um 
No, wait. Let me find that one. Let me find that one. All right. This is an important question. All right. Everybody likes these facts. Uh, how about this one? Who first explains to Rick Grimes that the world is overrun with zombies in The Walking Dead? A. Dale Horvath. B. Morgan Jones. C. Morgan Davis. B. 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 J.J. Skywalker said B. Uh, Sparta said Morgan, but he just said Morgan. I mean, I mean, it's two Morgans. It's a Morgan Jones and a Morgan Davis. Um, so you kind of fucked up there, Sparja. The correct answer is B. JJ Skywalker, you gets it, baby. You win the Star Trek socks. So let me put JJ Skywalker. We need your email address, player. Need your email address. Star Trek socks. And okay, cool. Got the email address in here. And, uh, now we still have another pair of these socks. Okay. So these are yours. You win these. All right and the second pair of socks all right i'm gonna ask a different question here um so let's see you <laughs> got these socks to wear with my hoodie <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go here's another one <clears throat> season four what does mika do to the deer she and carol find in the grove a let it pass b shoot it dead or c chase it away eve got it you got your socks the only person to say let it pass everybody else said the wrong thing up front she said she needed some socks and she spoke her socks into existence eve you're getting yourself some goddamn socks and it's the best game show ever yes it is i'm enjoying giving y'all stuff i fun. know eve want- is, is 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 she's she is racking up here star trek socks Futurama hoodie, Voltron shirt. I mean, you're going to be able to, like, nerd completely out, okay? Yes. All 13 of y'all in the chat. <laughs> I'm about to say, you won't do anything else? Um, I mean, we can. All right, we can do one more thing. Okay. What? What is this, a tote? What is this? Mm-hmm. It's like a hand tote. You can open it up if you want to. Okay, let me, I have to open it up because I don't know what this is, guys. Hold on. Um... Appears to be some sort of a tote. Um, and oh, it's like a oh, it's like a whole like utility pack thing here. Yeah, it got all kinds of zips and pockets in it. That's okay, uh, Firefly is what this is. So it's from um, the TV show Firefly, and uh, yeah, it looks like a I don't know, like almost like a travel pack or case or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had, and the buttons on this are magnetized. So all you have to do is just lay them there and they just lock. Mm-hmm, so, got a bunch of pockets in it. Um, if guys are in the, y'all are in the, the firefly, uh, this is for you. Yeah, all right. Two of them. Uh, no, I'm keeping one of these for me. Oh. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, one. My bad. Uh, so let's ask a trivia question and see who gets this. All right. So far we have four different winners. Well, let's see. All right, guys. <clears throat> uh how about this which walking dead character accidentally shoots morgan and knocks him unconscious rick a rick b carl or c michonne oh everybody's missing it so uh 
uh eve you technically got it right but you missed it the first time so i'll, I'll tell you what i'm gonna do throwing this question out we're gonna yeah, do this yeah, again don't count this one doesn't count you all terrible you <laughs> forgot that carl shot morgan and knocked him out uh let's do another one same thing same prize let's see if you guys can get this one let's see how about uh what is this one all right season two in judge jury executioner uh that episode of the walking dead who beats and interrogates randall remember randall he was the 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 kid they would try they thought he knew what some people were and stuff a laurie b daryl or c andrea who beat him cast always got it it's daryl that damn daryl dixon does not play that shit okay so you get the firefly uh i don't even know what to call this utility pack i don't know yeah because look like a utility bag <laughs> you gonna like this it got all kinds of zippers and stuff on it yeah this is nice um so putting that down there i'll put the plastic down there all right and last thing well, this is the last thing uh here we go all right fallout anybody play fallout Mm -hmm. we got some fallout Fallout socks socks. all right guys you you like gaming we got some fallout socks for you guys here is your question all right this is the last one and for all you people that don't watch show live shame on you Mm -hmm. okay olympics ain't this good they ain't gonna do nothing but make gabby cry all right hurt up her feelings mm-hmm. uh let's see um oh, let me find a better question how about all right here we go <clears throat> in the final episode of season four who are rick and michonne ambushed by in the middle of the night abraham and eugene b terminus scouts or c joe's game uh oh you know what technically sparger got it right he said the claimers now karen do we allow the claimers because it's joe's gang is the correct answer Mm -hmm. and you may remember joe's gang is the one that daryl hooked up with and they were uh you know when daryl shot the rabbit the dude came and got it and stuff like that now sparger called them the claimers this is before i said joe's gang does that one count or do do you have to say see joe's gang because that's they were called the claimers though right i don't think they ever really had an official name i know joe was the leader oh mm-hmm. hmm. now these are for these are fallout four socks now the thing is if he doesn't win it then that means um cap dub wins um but cap dub said he would allow claimers if it was him so okay what do you think this is up to you karen <laughs> judges let's go to the judges oh, will you allow that for sparger <laughs> yeah i'll allow it she will allow it sparja you get the fallout socks so you socked up you got uh two pairs of socks today fallout socks 
and uh what was the other socks he got uh, uh the mega, mega man, man socks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so okay. so you want to do one more then? thank karen for the fallout and the mega man socks that's all that's all you player that's all you um you say you want to do something else um all right last thing all right this time for real can <laughs> okay real. you keep saying do one more this is the last one okay all right? this is the last one okay this is an attack on titan uh is this a keychain uh it might just be the uh attack on titan um logo uh mm-hmm. pin yeah like you tied around your neck like a necklace okay mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys are in attack on titan i am but i am all right here's a question um wait damn it why did i pick the same card i've already been avoiding uh all right here we go what does patricia feed the walkers in the barn in the walking dead a chickens with broken legs b cows or c dead walkers jesus christ you guys were on top of that evie said chickens and you're right evie good grief i didn't get that question out <laughs> i know i know i know y'all niggas are some nerds anyway you win the attack on titan uh thing ev so attack on titan necklace all right guys that's it okay we got to save some stuff for another time because all the angry people yeah. that are gonna be super pissed yeah we still gonna be collecting stuff so uh yeah so you can either email me from your um from these email addresses that you gave us the at gmail.com or i will email you and get your address it's really up to you um but we'll get your stuff out as soon as you uh give us your address um i'm gonna leave all this in the podcast just so they can be hating right that's why y'all to listen live and be like why didn't i listen live they it, this is the best episode ever um this is also for all the people that don't watch the walking dead okay uh you guys gotta listen you gotta, you gotta do more than just listen to the podcast all right guys uh we'll be back tomorrow okay until then i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>